0: Welcome to the 5th Corner Podcast Show, with your hosts, Peter Licandro and David Peaks. Welcome to this week's episode of the 5th Corner Podcast Show. I'm Peter. I'm Dave. And this week, we're going to be talking about just a couple of things. Uh, We're going to go kind of a little in-depth about uh, what we thought about Raw this week, Um, also about... Like the Seth Rollins return date and John Cena's return date and what we think is kind of going to happen with their story their storylines as they come back, and we're going to talk about the Extreme Rules card and like what we think is going to happen in the predictions. So let's start with uh, RAW. So as we, as you guys watched it, um, Roman Reign uh, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles kind of started off the the whole say a whole sh- the whole show, and I personally felt that it was kind of weak. I mean. It would. It just. It didn't do anything for me. I felt, like, like what I thought was kind of funny is I remember I was watching it and I don't have DVR right, so I was just kind of looking at one of the signs and we were just kind of and I was just reviewing it online earlier and we just see like it rains, it bores when Roman Reigns kind of walks by, so it was kind of funny, in that sense. But them talking, it was okay, but I felt like what really bugged bugged me was about it. About it. Besides. Like, it was the, the fact that, like, the club came out and then the Usos came out. I like the idea that they name-dropped the, the bloodline in the club kind of battle of it all. But I felt that the, the club itself, like, didn't need to come out in this segment. I felt like you knew it was kind of coming, but they... It felt so out of place. I'm like, why are they showing up? There was no, like, instigation that they needed to come out. And you didn't know that Roman Reigns and AJ Styles were going to hit each other. Like, it just like they came out and then they
1: attacked each other. I felt felt like it was more just like they're just pushing that whole, this whole three versus three thing. Um, They're trying to show that the club is a thing. And I guess the bloodline is going to be a thing. Um, I had no problem with those guys coming out. I mean, I felt like I figured it was going to happen. Um, the rain segment, it was like hot and cold. There's times where I was like, "Look, like Reigns was finally like, he's doing pretty good talking," and then he did bad. Um, um there's a point where the crowd was chanting, "Uh, for we want Rollins," and you know him improvising, being like, "You're not getting Rollins, you're getting Styles and Reigns," and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. He's you know Rollins Re- finally improvising, talking, playing with the crowd," and then he follows it up with like just a terrible line about AJ being. You're phenomenal, a phenomenal liar. And I was like, Oh that yeah. what ruined what he did so good <laughs> earlier, he clearly ruined it. Yeah, you can tell that he clearly needs uh mic skills. And And that's fine that Reigns isn't the greatest on the mic. Not everyone can be perfect at everything they do. So I don't like I deal with the fact that Reigns is not that great on the mic. I mean when he gets more time doing it, hopefully he will improve. I think last week he showed it that he's starting to, you know, when the crowds chant stuff like we want Rollins, you know, he plays to the crowd a bit, you know, saying that you're not getting Rollins. So with more time, with more time and practice, he'll get better at it. But I don't expect it to be anything phenomenal on the, uh, mic. Agreed. I don't, I've, I haven't liked Roman Reigns
0: for a long time. No, nobody likes Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and then after the show kind of went on and, um, when they got to the, like the little intercontinental, like match with all, with the, um, with Sami Zayn and uh, Cesaro, I almost forgot he was involved with it. He's always the one that I forget that he's involved with it.
1: He'd Maybe the one that might win it on Sunday. Yeah, and
0: I I don't know why. Like, what is he? Some sort of like James Bond superhero, Superman guy? I don't I don't like that gimmick. For Cesaro, it's just really weird.
1: He comes on, comes out in a suit and rips his clothes off. I, I don't mind it. <laughs> it's actually. <just> like what? <laughs> we'll, we'll see where it goes with it. I don't know. Maybe we'll get sick of it in a few weeks. Yeah. But it, it's. Whatever it's working, I guess people so, like it. So what happened during that match is that Cesaro and Sami Zayn started
0: fighting, and then um, the Miz and Kevin Owens were at ringside uh, talking, like just commentating with uh, the Cole Byron Saxtons his name right? Yes. And um, fuck, and JBL. JBL. And the, both of those guys are great as like side commentaries,
1: and it was, Kev, Kevin Owens is just the best when he's on mic. Yeah. Like he, when he sits with the announce table, he just, yeah. it's so entertaining. Yeah, it really is. So when he, and then
0: eventually one thing led to another where they got into a little fight themselves, and then Shane and Steph, uh Shane came out saying it's gonna be take match, and then Steph came out changing the take teams that originally were um, the Owens. Miz and Owens against Cesaro and Sami Zayn, which was kind of funny because Kevin Owens makes a comment like, "You gave me the worst one." <laughs> and it was so funny, and then um, and then what I really liked though was that Steph came out and changed it to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against Cesaro and the Miz. It made a, it made for a really like we finally got to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Kevin Owens work together. A deadly tag team. Yeah, when they were really good together, like, they did a lot. They actually did a lot of things that like were just you know they were so in sync with each other, and it was it was really it was really nice to see because they could they could be a dominant force in a tag team title. Not that we would want them to be there because they're both they can both be great solo competitors. Exactly. Yeah. But um, it was really it was really wa- fun to watch, and then just seeing all that that beef happen, just building up. It's like. All these four guys are really talented, and like, not so much the Miz. I don't think personally, but like the other three are really good, and it just having all four of them mixed together has been do like it's been great, and good like good TV.
1: So here's I know a lot of people don't like the Miz. I think the Miz is alright, but I think the the role the Miz plays is he's a stopgap. So I don't maybe they don't know what they're doing with the Intercontinental title right now. So they just put on the Miz while they figure it out. And have like a short reign with it. Like he could lose it on Sunday. But um, just having the reigns there. Uh, reigns, having Miz there just for just a short time period. Just to hold the title until they figure this out. Is, is alright. Um, I really want to see Kevin Owens just one of these weeks. Just grab the eternal title and just walk away with it and leave with it. Kind of like what Ambrose did to Rollins a while back. And I think Stone Cold did it back in the day. Just steal the title. But every time he grabs that, always Miz jumping him or someone jumping him. I just one week want to see him walk away with it. Yeah, that's it. Ah, I, I, you know that would be really nice to see. It'd be fun. It'd, it'd be interesting to see
0: where they would go with that. So after that, the next really big thing on the show was the whole Ambrose and Jericho bullshit about Green two in a match that was going to happen at Extreme Rules, and then Ambrose drops the bomb that he's gonna with his whole Asylum shit, um, that he made his own match called the Asylum match, which essentially. Is it just a steel cage it's match? It's a steel cage match with from what I got from the from that first view of it, it was like there's a there's a fire extinguisher hanging from it, a couple of straight jackets, and a mop. Oh. Hanging from up top of the the top of the cage. Which I'm like, so do you wanna climb it
1: and grab grab that? Why would I waste it, my time doing is that? that? Are they gonna be hanging there on Sunday? Is that what the thing is? So like Jericho or to like climb up and grab a mop to hit each other with? Like is yeah. like are and those like, items actually gonna be hanging? I, I don't know. And, like, I guess we're going to find out tomorrow
0: because tomorrow is Extreme Rules. And, um, I just, I just didn't get it. I'm like, why, like, what, like, and you know, I, Dave, I'm not a big advocate for Dean Ambrose's gimmick because I don't think he is a, lo- like, he acts like a lunatic. But I just never, I'm like, if, I don't think you needed to, br- like, make your own match. I think a cage match is pretty damn good on its own in the sense that, like, you, you like make it where you have to climb out. Like, I feel like you could be more of a lunatic than having... Make it a pin... A pinfall match. Because you can't climb out. mm mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he's necessarily trapped. It feels... It feels more... Tra- you feel more trapped if the only way you can win is by climbing out than by getting pinned. And then... Just... Like... Having all that shit hanging from the top just doesn't make sense. I feel like... I feel like it's just a really weak match for... To, I would say somewhat talented. Like I think Chris Jericho more talented in the ring than Ambrose is, but just two guys that I just feel like they're just trying to, just trying to, they're just trying to figure out something for them, and I just, I I just don't like this fifteen like this gimmick with the with the the fifteen thousand dollar jacket, and yeah, I just I really don't like this, and I really am not looking forward to
1: this match. Um. Yeah, I don't know how. I'm not really. I don't think the match is going to be. I don't think it's gonna be terrible, but I don't think it's gonna be great. It's probably the the um, last match. I mean, it's not the last match. It's probably in the middle of matches I'm looking forward to. I don't think it'll be the worst match of the night. Um, I like I said, you're not a big Ambrose fan. I like Ambrose. I, maybe his character in this whole lunatic thing hasn't really been working that well the last like two three months. They just I don't know. Maybe they're not making him look like not. Really. They're making him look like I don't know. They're not making him look like a lunatic. They're making him look kind of dumb with the things he does, but, I don't know what, that's what Ambrose is, I guess, I guess, isn't that what Lunatic is, kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know, I, I don't, like, the way I see a
0: lunatic is like, I know that's like, he's like, you know, they're trying to make him, he's crazy, like, right, he's supposed yeah. to be crazy, and, and, I feel like they're trying to make him that modern day, that modern day, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. but Stone Cold, this didn't give a shit, about what was going on, and like, and I know it's probably because WWE
1: has limitations on what they're gonna, they're letting Dean Ambrose do, and that's not Dean Ambrose's fault. I remember actually, since you bring up that WWE have limitations, I read something about Ambrose and WrestleMania want to use a lot more of the weapons during that Lesnar match, but the WWE did not let him. That's so sweet. maybe that could be a thing about how Ambrose is not being able to use his whole persona as this lunatic to its fullest because yeah, of the no. WWE. Yeah,
0: and I could see that being, I could see that being a huge factor in uh, a character like Ambrose. So, as, like, and another thing that I would like to point out about these, um, this raws that I felt like there's been more dialogue, so there's been a lot of promos running, and, um, they've even been promoting, like, um, SmackDown more, and it's kind of almost making me want to watch SmackDown, like, some of the scenes, some of the things that happened on SmackDown, I'm like, it's nice that they're seeing that, they're, like, they're, you know, they're trying to promote people to watch SmackDown more, as opposed to, um, just like
1: watching Raw, as we, you and I both do, we just watch Raw because it's usually where the most action is going to happen. And then we just quickly look through spoilers and quick videos of what happened yeah. with SmackDown. But um, maybe it's playing into the whole like the whole rumor of a Raw a Raw SmackDown split, and maybe they're trying to get the audience to start to tune in to SmackDown to eventually where SmackDown is going to get its own thing, right? I, I I think so, and I and I hope that's that I hope that that's the
0: case because. I think it's long overdue that they should go back to a brand split because they have a lot of guys that don't get enough airtime. And like you would like to see these guys that you're signing, like that you guys have signed. Because like, clearly, you know after you've made all those roster cuts, you just, like, there's, you're, you're clearing up space so you can make more exposure for people. So I think it's about time that they have a brand split.
1: I think so too. I think it helps. It just helps give the talent. like Guys like Tyler Brace, who's getting no airtime, who's just stuck in that, that dumb little thing with the Golden Truth yeah we give him more more time to showcase his skills which i think he has mm-hmm. but unfortunately he's been stuck in this terrible thing and like, even with the
0: like the show going on too is like even steph and shane have been doing a really good job on on camera just like it's been a really good it's been really good watching the last month and a bit of uh, raw and seeing what they're doing so like, and after later on the new day had a segment where they kind of made a time machine and they came and they went back in time, and they landed in Kofi Kingston as a, the flying Jamaican oh, now his his bring uh his old theme song was playing, which was kind of funny, and like once again, like I have no complaints of what the new days doing. I know some people may be getting tired of what the new day does, but i mean i I still think they're the hottest thing on uh in wrestling like in wrestling in the sense that they're like the WWE be creative probably lets them do a lot of things because they people eat it up. Right? So, and I think that's a good thing that they're letting them do that stuff. They are like,
1: you know, they're just, once again, they're just so freaking entertaining. New Day's at the point where they can't do anything wrong. Yeah. Everyone loves them, and no matter what they do, they, they really can't do anything wrong. Everyone's going to eat up what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then it
0: kind of went into a, a quick match where they talked about Cass was going to fight one of the Dudleys, so, and Devon was the one chosen. And then it wasn't really much of a match. It was like pretty quick match. It was like maybe like five minutes of of a match, if anything. Like and that's the whole like from entrance to
1: pinfall. Um, So do you think this is they're done with this whole big cast and the Dolly Boys? Is this is over with? I think they just don't know what to do with Cass until Enzo comes back. As much as they want to
0: push him as a singles competitor, like. This one didn't it didn't this like this didn't really wow me cast this week on the mic. I mean like I feel like it'd be way better with when Enzo comes back and then they could have now they would have technically like I would consider three take like, three to four take teams that are worth a push in the sense like like who are tish, the, who are they So new? I would say it'd be the new day Enzo cast, Devon villains but, although they're no, you know they don't have much mic time but they're just a good talented take
1: team. And so you, I see I would see them in, in like maybe two three months. They're gonna be the new a- a- ascension where everyone beats them, and they're just gonna be the tag team jobbers. Well, that's just the vibe I've got from I see, them. I think that's what the Duddies are right now. We, we they brought the Dudleys
0: back because they wanted to bring back like you know the excitement of like tag teams and because these are such a, a decorated t- uh, tag team and you know like the TLC like always bringing tables and matches, but like they haven't done a good job booking them either. I like and like and that that's my fourth one. I would say in the top four that you would consider like being that should be worth a title push. But they, I think the WWE is still having a hard time deciding with the what they're gonna do with the take with the tag team division.
1: What about the Shooting
0: Stars? <laughs> they had a terrible debut. No one, I, I, who no, they, I, no one got it. I, I don't think anyone face? got it. Oh fuck. Oh. I don't even know who they two jobbers. Yeah, two random people on the roster. I don't even know who those people were. Um, but yeah, it was just it was not a. I just didn't get it, and maybe they have something more planned for them to be
1: healed or something. I maybe, maybe. What about the Usos as take teams? Do you, I mean, are like, they going to eventually get away from this whole Reigns Styles things and maybe get back into the whole take team picture? I don't know. I mean, I never liked them as a take team. I don't think like. I don't... I don't like
0: their gimmick. I don't... Like, I just don't... I just never... Like, I felt like... I know... Well, probably a lot of the Slammies is, is fixed. But... Or maybe... Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but... No, 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 no. was fixed. But I, I... They didn't deserve the tag team then. They were injured for most... Like, the the, win, the, the winner of that... I they were injured for most of the year. And if New Day doesn't win it this year...
1: There's seriously something wrong with, the, with that award show. If... The Usos weren't so connected to Roman Reigns. I think a lot of more people would like them, but because they're connected to Roman Reigns, they automatically get the booze because of Roman Reigns. But now that I
0: look at it, they don't really
1: like. Do they do a lot of like moves? They're
0: they're not terrible. They're, they, they don't do a lot of moves. Like like it's like I was when the, watching that match that they had on Raw. They didn't like. They didn't really do that much. And it was like still like just strikes and some Owen oh drops. Right? I was like uh oh. three room and reigns in one room in one room so and then after that it kind of went getting to the ending of raw where um the the main event was kind of the contract signing between Natalia and Charlotte and it was just so like you know what I mean it's it's, it's always exciting to see um, a contract signing and the contract signing just was really lackluster in the sense that like like, it just didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Like, it was just, I thought I was terribly put together. And I fell back because it kind of d- didn't do the women's
1: division any justice. In it was sense. more focused on Ric Flair. Yeah. And this is where my little beef with the women's division is now. It's, I think it's time for Charlotte to go solo. I think it was great that she had Ric Flair for this long as her uh, manager, but it's becoming, everything's all about Ric Flair now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, kind of Ric Flair's getting the main focus over Charlotte, kind of. Yeah. And I think Charlotte needs to. I know people and myself included are not. She's not that great of a talker on the mic. She she's all right, but she she still needs improvement, and maybe that's why why Rick's there. But it's it becomes just such too much of a focus about Ric Flair. Ric Flair this. Ric Flair that, and and Ric Flair helped her cheat to win a, a bunch of matches. But now I think it's time Charlotte go goes full of heel and. She starts going solo. She starts winning matches on her own. She starts cheating to win matches on her own, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they give her the title for a bit as a solo and no Ric Flair around her. Yeah, imagine imagine if she like wouldn't it be great. If she like turned on her dad, that something. That would be kind of a cool little. That would be interesting a little plot twist. Well, what what would it take to get her to turn? Would she have to lose her title for her to turn, or maybe yeah, maybe something more like or maybe it's leading up to a title match and she loses a few matches because of him. Yeah, who knows? But that would be an interesting way to go, or where Charlotte just gives Rick for the kick in the ass and get out of here. Yeah, totally. So, and then also another thing that we, we read earlier, in the later
0: in the week, actually, sorry, but um, then they're finally kind of, they're making a, a condensed version of Raw, which is condensing it to two hours, and it's going to be aired on Fridays, I believe. The Sci-Fi Network, yeah. So I don't know if in Canada here we're going to be able to watch that, but um, I personally think that it's like, that's a good. Like, I mean, that's a good thing for a lot of people. that just want to watch it quick. So, because like, three hours is a big commitment to watch Raw, especially when the sh- some of the content is pretty terrible and mm-hmm. just too boring to watch. Yeah, and I think that I hopefully that in the that's in the cards where they want to like limit it to only two hour a two, a two hour show as opposed to a three hour. Maybe this is them experimenting with it to see, see I, what kind of stuff they can
1: what they can do with Raw. See, I get why they have the three hours. Let's say it was condensed to two hours with. All these guys that they have on the current on the roster, it'd be hard to fit everyone with time to just like showcase themselves. So that's why I think a brand split is going to be good. And I get why they got the three hours because they need as much. The three hours probably helps to get everyone as much time as they can. And if they only condensed to two hours, it kept it just everyone on Raw and everyone on SmackDown, which like, is like how it is now with two-hour shows. It'd be tough to to get everybody in. Like we barely get any other uh, diva, uh women's action. If you can imagine on a three-hour show, Can you imagine on two hours, we're never going to see any of, like, Becky or Paige or true, yeah. Dana Brooks or Sasha Banks or none of that. So, um, eventually, hopefully, if they do a brand split, they will go back to two hours and not three. And for this condensed two-hour thing, so are they cutting out, like, stuff that aren't important? Like, the, the Golden Truth matches, that to yeah. be cut from the two hours? Well I
0: mean think about it. we cut it from our little we didn't even mention it in our little thing because we didn't think it was that important yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't see it going anywhere and I, and I, and and I think that that's the stuff that they're gonna cut like i mean ma- like you're not gonna see every match I think you're gonna see you're gonna see the important matches things that are gonna be important to the storyline right like to to everyone's development that's leading up to like pay-per-views, I think that's what's going to be in those two hours, anything that was like a really wow factor, nothing just like, you know, the big matches, and you're going to see a lot of the dialogue, I don't think you're going to see, like, the jobber matches and stuff like that, you wouldn't, like, you know what I mean, I I think that's what I think they're they're going to try to do, I guess we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to hear about it when we first, um, when they first start doing them, uh, which I think is going to be this week, so,
1: just one more thing about Rod. nothing really too big, it was just, about the Rusev match Mash and how he had the uh his uh what's his finisher called the accolade on um uh, and there's four refs there and they're just yelling at him, telling him to stop and no ref decides to just grab Rusev and try to pull him away. I just found that I just found that funny. Yeah. That's, that's all I wanted to point out.
0: Oh the refs they're always there to do nothing. So um with that being said, that's what um let's go on to our next thing which is the Seth Rollins and John Cena return dates. so as we know now, John Cena is coming back May 30th. May 30th, and Seth Rollins is coming back on the 6th of June? Yes. So, what, Dave, so what do you think is going to kind of happen with, like, Seth Rollins? What do you think they're going to,
1: how are they going to slot this, him back in? This is really interesting. I wonder, is Seth Rollins going to go directly after his title? I so, don't. it comes in, so he comes back June 6th, so that's right in the middle between after Extreme Rules ended and before Money in the Bank. So, I wonder if Seth Rollins is going to right away, he's going into the title pitcher with Roman Reigns. Will they have a number one contender already for Roman Reigns' title going into Money in the Bank before Rollins shows up? I really don't know what they're going to do here with Rollins and what their plan is. I know eventually he's going to get his title rematch, he never lost it. Uh, but I wonder if it's gonna be right away and maybe money in the bank or maybe they're gonna wait till battleground. What do you and, think's going on with Rollins and uh, his return dates? I don't know. I just
0: I think they can go numerous ways with with uh, Seth Rollins coming back. Because you know, like there's always been rumors about people wanted the shield to come back and um but like Seth Rollins literally was a champion and he was he was at the top. And he was doing a damn good job with the whole authority, but now that the authority's not there anymore, is it maybe a time for the authority to come back and there's a huge superpower of the authorities? Like in it, where this would lead to like a big debacle between Shane and Steph, this relationship going sour, and then you see you see yourself with the brands with that branch split happening at SummerSlam, which would be like two months from since uh, Rollins come back. So for example, maybe this if say hope, hopefully not. Well, no, help, not hopefully. Like it's probably going to, but... Um, Roman Reigns Roman is the, yeah. the champion at Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins gets the get, wins the Money in the Bank match. That was actually that, then, that was something else I was going like, to
1: point out. Is Do you think Rollins goes, instead of straight for the title, he goes into the Money in the Bank and he wins it for the, yeah. again?
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. He, he wins the Money in the Bank, which would then create a huge thing for Battleground, where it's like Shane and Seth are going at each other's heads where then they began to do you know, pick who's gonna be a Shane guy, who's gonna be a Steph a stuff guy, and you see that brand split. And unfortunately I think Shane would be would have Roman Reigns as a Seth guy to create that storyline. You I mean Roman and, Reigns would be a Shane guy. Yeah, sorry. Seth would be a Steph guy. Yeah, so Roman Reigns would be a, a Shane guy to create that storyline where like Seth is the money in the bank holder and, you know, Seth and Stephanie and the authority would be this big power where Shane has got Roman Reigns and a bunch of other guys, and it just creates that whole like feud, that feud, right? And I think that's where maybe there's a possibility to make for it to make more sense for a brand split, or there's you know there's so many other different possibilities where like you know you can see the Shield come back together where Roman maybe Roman Reigns loses the loses his title because you know like if say um uh, Kevin Owens doesn't get into Intercontinental at Extreme Rules he Kevin Owens wins the money in the bank. That because would, that'd be amazing. And given him a big push to be this finally the big bad heel that like, you know, everyone loves for would love for him to be, which he he is now, but like you know I mean he's he's working his way up to like be being yep. that the big heel in the WWE. And giving him that push and he can finally at maybe at SummerSlam or even Survivor series, because now it's in Toronto, um he can get that he can cash it in and win it, and win it in, in, in front of a Canadian home, like a Canadian crowd, and just create that, like the shield coming back. It would be
1: a lot further along in the story, but I think that maybe something like that is there. I'm I'm liking this whole Kevin Owens winning the Money in Bank and cash cashing the Survivor Series. Yeah, he'd get a huge pop from everyone in Toronto, and then yeah. for all the next days in Montreal's hometown. Oh yeah,
0: it'd be big. Yeah. It'd be really big for, and I, that's and it just gives him more options to bring back the the shield. And maybe there's that because there's been rumors about the Shield and the um, the club possibly feuding when they all come back. So maybe there's a way to fit it into the so storyline.
1: If the Shield and the club feud, does that mean going into Money in the Bank or potentially Battlegrounds? We're still gonna have a Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles for the title. I hope not. I this think is, th- I, th-
0: th- I think I think this is the last one you're gonna see of AJ Styles, and they're gonna finally go just with AJ Styles and the club, and maybe eventually they're gonna bring when it's time. When NXT's okay and everything's fine, and like, they figure out the roster, Finn Balor will come up and it'll be a part of the club as well and create that another big power group where, like, maybe they're a part of the authority, like, the authority in the club join alliances and become this big dominant force, right? And then that's when, when the Shield comes in and just like, you know what, let's, well, they maybe turn all face because, like, everyone loved the Shield, right? So. But that means we've got to cheer for Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, that's the only way people are going to for Roman Reigns if he's a part of the Shield because he's got guys backing him like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So, with that being said, like, now, like, John Cena, there's been rumors of him returning and instantly winning back the U.S. US title, which makes you think, like, what's going to happen in Extreme Rules with Kalisto and Rusev? And I hope what I realistically would like to see happen with that match is Kalisto I would like to see Rusev win and then when John Cena comes back, that feud kind of comes back with the anti-American and the, full, the full-fledged, the full like, patriotic American, which John Cena is, and see that kind of go on, and I would, I would in a perfect world, I would love to see it in the sense where, like, John Cena just constantly keeps losing to Rusev and just showing that, like, Rusev is dominant and he, he just can't break it, and, like... And just just to build back Rusev up to being this dominant force and like he was when the, that feud was going on with John
1: Cena and Rusev
0: Here's way back when.
1: think if John Cena is gonna when he comes back, if he's going directly into the U.S. title picture and he's gonna pretty much get it right away, then I hope that Rusev doesn't win the title at uh, Extreme Rules just to lose it within a month to John maybe, Cena. Maybe the idea is like he's gonna win it and like he'll get it, he'll hold on to it till
0: SummerSlam. Right, because SummerSlam would be a big, like, a big push. It gives him enough, gives him, what, like, almost two months to build a storyline.
1: I'm hoping that if Rusev does win the match on Sunday, that he's got to settle for the long haul. Yeah. Um, I don't really, they've really ruined, I think, Rusev's character, and they need to build him up as this this beast again. Yeah, and I think, and he does a good job of doing that, too. And
0: I think that he really does deserve that chance to um, get the belt and be that dominant force that... I mean, I everyone kind of, like most of people enjoyed, like it was a really good, really good character, and like just when he, when it was fully developed in, it was really good to watch. It was always entertaining to watch, especially with, you know, Lana being on the mic with him too, and it was just seen like, he literally was that anti-American force. And
1: he did a good job being
0: that anti-American force. Yeah. So which would lead us into, as we know, Extreme Rules is tomorrow, because today is Saturday, so Sunday night is Extreme Rules. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through all the matches, and um, we're going to kind of give a little thought about who we think is going to win, maybe what's going to happen. This is going to be funny looking back and how and wrong, wrong we now.
1: are and everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, as we know, the, pre-car- the, pre-sho- the pre-show the is Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin, which I personally just... I, I mean, I, I feel bad because I'm kind of an advocate for Dolph Ziggler. I do think he's good, but
1: it's just... He's is a the pre-show du- guy. the WWE just not like Dolph Ziggler? Or, like... Are they maybe trying to do something where they want people to watch the pre-show so they're using Dolph Ziggler to attract people? I don't think, I don't think anybody watches the pre-show unless you're actually at the... But, I don't think anyone watches either. But I think... Or maybe they're trying to use a decent guy like Dolph Ziggler that people like mm. to get people to watch the pre-show. Maybe. Because, for me, it's not working. I'm not... Probably not... I'm probably not going to watch it or skip mm-hmm. through it. Um, but you obviously kind of see that, you know, Baron
0: Corbin's going to win. Really? I think Dolph Ziggler's going to win. I don't know. I don't really know much of that storyline, and I really don't care who what the outcome is. But it seems like they want to push Baron Corbin, else he wouldn't be
1: up on the main roster. So but is like, he on the main, he's barely seen much on the main roster, and he's on the pre-show for now. Um, uh, they've been feuding for bit. I got Dolph Ziggler, beating mm-hmm. Baron, Corbin, but mm-hmm. I can easily see Corbin winning. Mm-hmm. In the end, it, I don't think it means much for either guy. Yeah, I agree. And then the next one on the card. And this is the just
0: so you guys know, this is the order we think it's going to happen. I mean, it may not happen this way. So we're just going to go in the order that we predict it's going to be. And then you're going to open up the show with the Usos versus the club. Once again, another. It's a tornado take team a tornado match. Tornado take team match. So it's, a, I mean, not super extreme, but. Another match I don't think is going to be that great. Um, it's going to be. I think if they start off, it, it's going to be a weak start, a weak start, and I
1: do think the Usos are going to win. I, I'm the opposite actually. Yeah. I think I think the club's been just getting demolished by Roman Reigns week after week. I think they'll pick up the win on this one, to make them look semi decent. I see them being the uh, the Usos. Interesting. And then we got next is Kaliso versus
0: Rusev. And we've kind of touched on it. And I, I I, think that personally Rusev is going to win and that John Cena storyline is going to happen. So I would really like to see Rusev win this match
1: and really gain dominance back in the WWE. I'm on the same boat as you. Um, I got Rusev beating Khalil still. And hopefully mm-hmm. Rusev's got it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. But then that's what scares me is the John Cena coming back and he's just going to beat him within a month. And then Rusev's going to be kicked to the side and doing nothing again. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, so next...
0: We think it's going to happen, which is I think is going to be the best match of the night. It's going to be the Intercontinental Fatal Four Way: Miz, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. This one I really don't know who's going to win. I would I I think regardless of who wins this match, I think I won't be upset with who who actually comes away with the title.
1: Yeah, I I think whoever walks with the title, it's going to be great. Um, all four guys are deserve the title. This is going to be a really good match. Um, who do you think is going to win? I really, I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I love Kevin Owens, but I think
0: he's beyond the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I think he's. He's off. The like, I think he's ready. He's ready for that title push. That would be coming up. Money in the bank. Um, unfortunately, I don't see Sami Zayn winning. Because if say he wins. What's gonna like? He's so it feels like it's gonna be a Callisto thing, or like, because he doesn't have, like. There's no. Well, who's
1: gonna build a feud with him? Maybe Kevin Owens continues to fight with him. Maybe that's I, the only way I see it. I happen. don't think Sami Zayn's gonna be like a Callisto thing. If Sami Zayn wins the title, I think it's gonna be great. Uh, there's so many people that can fight Sami Zayn. Uh, you can you can still keep going. This whole Kevin Owens Sami Zayn uh, rivalry can still keep going. I, I I do see that, but that's the only one that I realistically I could see it being. If they say
0: if they pick Sami Zayn to win. Kevin Owens is gonna stay back and feud with him, but I don't. I I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that it's gonna be. I th- like maybe the Miz is gonna win it. I I don't. I think Cesaro is the least likely one to win it. Unfort like unfortunately, I think he's the least likely out of the four. So you, your
1: pick is. I think the Miz re- retains his title. I'm on the same boat. I think the Miz retains his title too. Um, I think what's going to end up happening is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to beat each other up and get themselves pretty much out of the match. And then The Miz is kind of going to come in and sneak one past Cesaro for the win. Um, I hope that WWE throws a curveball, and I kind of do hope that Sami Zayn wins. I think they can do a lot with Sami Zayn as a champion. Maybe it's just time for a push. Like I said, I think Kevin Owens has got bigger things to do. I think he's not going to win this match. He's not going to be the one to take the pin. I think, I think he's going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. And then they can even even if um, Sami Zayn wins or loses this match, they can still keep going on with this Kevin Owens Sami Zayn rivalry. Yeah. So the next match that we
0: have going on would be the New Day versus the Vaudevillains, Villains, and as we know, like what happened with Enzo Cass, which kind of led to them being the next candidates to be the uh, number one contenders for the tag team titles. I think it's going to be an interesting match, as it, I feel that the like the New Day is when they're always in a tag team match, so it's always an entertaining
1: match um i think this is clear cut uh new day wins yeah i i was shocked that the vaude villains win i think new day wins easily mm-hmm. i think that it's could to be a match where like, they can
0: be put on the edge you see a little bit where you think like oh shit could Vaudev-? the VOD the vaude villains will have a couple close calls but in the end you know how the new day works it and they're gonna i think they're gonna just
1: end up winning Open to see the VOD villains have a good fight mm-hmm. make them look strong even if they lose which yeah. i think they will and then we have Ambrose
0: and Jericho in this asylum match, the first ever asylum match, which is just a steel cage with a mop hanging from it. And a straitjacket. And a straitjacket. And I think that's going to be a pretty boring match because once, once again, these two guys, like, I mean, Jericho has been in a lot of intense matches, and I think that he does put on a good show. Ambrose does the same, I think, but once again, the limitations are going to be very, like, very... It's going to be very, sorry, it's going to be very limited to what they're gonna actually going to do. And I think that's what's going to really be the downfall
1: of this all. And it's going to be a really lackluster match. I guess I'm looking forward to this match more than you are. I don't think it's going to be a five-star match, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think it is. Um, I don't really, I'm on the fence here on who's going can, to, I can see both winning going either way. I know Jericho beat him last pay-per-view at uh, the, what was the last pay-per-view? Uh, pay, pay, is it payback? Was it payback? But whatever, the last pay-per-view, Jericho got the win over I mean Ambrose got the win over him. So mm-hmm. this is tough. Um since it's called the Asylum match, I'm gonna go with Ambrose beating Jericho. Yeah,
0: okay. Um
1: and next we got oh, before we go Yeah yeah, do you think at one point if the stuff are hanging there, is, is like Jericho gonna grab the straitjacket and put it on Ambrose during the match? I just don't see the point of climbing up. The thing to grab him. Well, obviously Jericho climbed up just to try and get away from Ambrose, and then on well, the way climbing up, grabs one of those. At that point, why don't you just like? Jericho's character would be the one that would climb up and just it, actually leave. Yes, decide to <laughs> leave. You would, but the rule is, I believe the rule is, the way to win the match is you have to pin. It's not escaping. So he
0: just leaves and leaves him in the asylum by match over. Wow. I, that'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting ending to the match. He just leaves. Nah, I don't see, see that be. happening. <laughs> it, it, that'd be it. It'd just be interesting but like I just think that it's I just think it's a dumb match. And that's why I'm, I think that's what makes me
1: the reason why I'm not excited for See, it. If you I think if you're looking at it as, as a silent match. If you look at it like the way I'm looking at it as it's just a steel cage match where there's going to be a pin to win, it sounds a mm-hmm. lot better than just an asylum match. Yeah, but like I don't know. I just don't think it was necessary to like
0: label this a match that like a, a new match when it's just a cage match, which is not even a a match where you climb like you have to climb up to get out of so it's yeah. it's to give A-roll, it's giving more of the that push. I guess. I guess they're really wanting to. Um so then another match we have coming up would be after that would be technically slotted in the popcorn match would be and I think this may be right because Charlotte and and Charlotte and Natalia in the submissions match. Once again, I mean I think that the women's division is doing great things, but I just don't think Natalia is a gr- a very talented wrestler. And like they're they're finally giving her that push that, you know she she I think she's urged. they're just giving her a chance just yeah to, anyway, and, which is fine and I I think it should be an okay match I don't think it
1: should be a long match but I think the match is gonna go to Charlotte yeah I see Charlotte winning um, don't think it's gonna be that long a match I don't think it's gonna be that great of a match either mm-hmm. hopefully they prove me wrong but yeah I think Charlotte wins easily we're gonna get a couple close calls where Natalia is gonna get it locked in and. Charlotte may be close to tapping out, mm-hmm. but in the end, Charlotte's going to win. Yeah. So, um, with the main event obviously being Roman Reigns
0: and AJ Styles in an Extreme Rules match, which is what? Just a no disqualification? Yeah, basically. Anything so, goes pretty much. But isn't that the same concept as a no disqualification? Uh, Anything goes?
1: Like I, I they, just never got why, why there, what's the difference I between two. I don't know. Is there like a count out if they're outside the ring? Is that maybe or it? I don't that know. That wouldn't make it an extreme rule. Extreme rule is you can use whatever <laughs> weapon you want. You can't get disqualified. Well, same, isn't that the same reason? If there's no disqualifications, that I means you can use technically any weapon. Yeah, no that's no what I'm saying. Though, maybe, maybe there's a count out. Maybe that's the only thing. I don't know. Not that it matters. I, they probably won't be using that many. They're probably using a chair and that's it. Chair?
0: Yeah, because they both like to use the chair. And they've obviously been foreshadowing the fact that a chair's always got to be involved with their yeah. feud. So, and it's there's going to be chair shots. Maybe... If since the Usos would be leading Usos in the club would be leading off the show, there'd be
1: a possibility of them coming in and temp, like messing with the match. Oh, I believe they are gonna mess with the match. I uh, the club's gonna show up. The, the Usos are gonna show up. It's gonna be a wonky finish. It's not gonna be a clean finish. Uh, Roman Reigns is gonna win somehow. Yeah. Um. I wonder how. I know maybe Finn Balor shows up and maybe. Screws Aegis Styles over. That'd be a kind of a cool little cameo for Finn Balor to show up. That could be it. Um, I just don't see WWE doing a clean just one-on-one, and then Roman Reigns just wins. I don't see that mm-hmm. happening. There's there's going to be something. Yeah. Here's something. What if they... the So the Usos come out, the club come out, and the club beats up the Usos, and they drop the cage in the ring, and then they have three versus one. So you have the club too, you have Anderson, Gallows, and, Rain- and uh, Reigns and Reigns and Styles versus versus Reigns, with a cage down, so the just can't get in. And then Reigns is gonna go all oh, Superman and Overcome the odds and win it. But do you really think the WWE is gonna do like could think of something like that? Well yeah, they probably think of something like that just to make Reigns look Superman again.
0: Yeah, he just he Superman punches the like, do, the cage open to get in or so or uh, to get out. No no
1: no he won't even punch the cage open. He'll he'll take all three guys out and, and win. Just Superman punch, just every, Superman punch everyone all, everyone. Superman punch all three and then Superman punch and spear on AG Styles and it's over and it's like oh my god. Yeah, just just another way to make grown reigns look unstoppable.
0: Yeah. As much as I would love to see AJ Styles win this match, we I think it's clear cut that everyone knows
1: and probably thinks Roman Reigns is going to win it somehow. So, hopefully, the WWE throws us a curveball and they go with my idea. With the, <laughs> they drop the cage, but this time Styles wins because of that. And yeah, it's funny because you think about it, like they both have like although AJ Styles
0: is the better wrestler, they both have like attacks where it's like there's a it's a it's a strike is one of their signatures, right? Superman punch, a phenomenal forearm.
1: He also has a clash,
0: though. No, I, no I'm saying, like, if, yeah, but, is, his, yeah. but he, that's not his, like, that's his finisher, where the, yeah, his yeah. signature is thing, where, like, you don't know what Roman Reigns' is finisher anymore.
1: It's Superman punches, or not, or no, is it not? No,
0: I think it's the spear. Every time he, it's, it's both. Because he usually, he, man, he, he throws Superman punches, like, you know, okay, think about it this way. When you're playing, like, WWE, like, a video game, it takes a while to build up to his finisher, right? You have to go through your signature first to get to your finisher. Okay, yeah. And it's like freaking Roman Reigns in real life is throwing Superman punches like he's, he's Santa Claus giving out presents. Yeah. So like, so he's, he's, he's hitting, he's just like one after another. So like, and then a spear when he happens to the person he's gonna really pin.
1: So maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. so then a the spear is the finisher. But like
0: you, you get what I'm saying. It's just but like
1: like. Can you blame him? He doesn't have much to do after that. He's got Superman punch, a spear, and a small drop. drop. That's yeah, it. I know it's it's terrible. He it's doesn't, just, he doesn't like, have much of a moveset, so he's gonna kind of have to go with the Superman punch a lot. <laughs> they, literally, he's got to. So, but yeah, so this would
0: uh, conclude this week's episode, and we look forward to um, watching Extreme Rules tomorrow night. And we'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about well, uh, about your thoughts about extreme rules and like everything else that's kind of going on in WWE. So please follow us on Facebook and follow uh, we are now on iTunes, so you can go to the iTunes Store, search Fifth Corner Podcast Show, and find us and start listening. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that takes it, uh, that's it for us this week. And we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy.